Welcome back to the Monday Night's Watch Fantasy Football Podcast. We have Don and Joe here. Hi, friends. I know some of you were very concerned that the podcast wasn't going to happen, especially our uh, very anxious Andy. Oh, that's a good nickname. Anxious Andy. Anxious Andy. That's as good. Yeah, that's as good. <laughs> but no, um, you're not lucky enough to get rid of us. We will be back. We will still strive to do a weekly podcast, although the structure is going to be very fluid. Yeah, liquidy, I would say. Be yeah. very liquidy this uh-huh. year. We're going to try different things, see what sticks and see what runs. Um, <laughs> Get it? It runs? Uh, <laughs> no. uh, first poop joke of the season. Congrats. Uh, Today's going to be uh, very brief. Joe wants to keep under 20 minutes. You can check the time of the podcast and I promise you it is greater than 20 minutes. It will but, be 20 minutes. But the goal was set at the very beginning. We're going to recap uh, matchups very quickly. We've got two fun discussion questions to go through. One that um, has me, what does it have me, Joe? Am I peeved? Am I, am I, am I angry at someone? Am perturbed? I perturbed? Perturbed. Is it perturbed or preturbed? Perturbed. <laughs> number two. Number three. Now that you said number, number two. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. And oh, then we'll man. finish with um, a very brief look again at the upcoming matchups. We'll make predictions, but none of that really matters. Just like in that old game show with host Wait Drew anyway? That's it. Um, it's all fun. Everyone gets points, but they don't matter. So with that, Joe, let's turn it to... The matchups from last week. Give your first thoughts. Might as well start with the the real nail biter of the weekend. The the vaunted, tufted mazurkas from Yurka versus right. Kyle Schrodem, um, sixty seven to one hundred and forty. Yeah, um, this was like uh, I don't know, number one team versus. Well, okay, no, not number one. Kyle Schrodem is number two. I'm sorry, but. I think you have better, better, better weeks ahead. I'm pretty sure. Brandon Ayuk, what happened to him? You know, we we took we took my team decided to just take the day off of work. Um, Ayuk took the day off. Uh-huh. Yep. Aaron Jones took the day off. Even mm-hmm. Gus Edwards took the day off, but he at least had the respect of giving his two weeks notice. So I knew <laughs> he was taking the day off. So um, we'll bounce back. But this was. Very brutal. I don't. I'd be interested if, in the future, Joe, if the lowest scoring team from Week One has ever made the playoffs. Like anyone who's just oh, done this yeah. bad in Week yeah. One, if they bounce back. But Kyle's team. I did. I did have a fun little chart. Um, or I've been doing some percentages. Sorry, we're already getting off topic. But um, about like, oh, if you lose, if you have this record after X weeks, historically, how likely is it that you'll make the playoffs? So I have that chart. I don't have it with me right now, but that's good. They they talk about that with like actual NFL teams a lot. You'll hear like, uh oh, if a team goes zero and two, they've got like only a twenty five percent chance to make the playoffs yeah. going forward. In our in our league, it's it's like less data, so I don't know how much you can. Anyway, yeah. So the question I had about your team, Javonta Williams, is he not gonna get touches? Is I don't know. Is Gordon? Or how are you feeling about him? Not great. I uh, got Williams with the intent to play him the second half of the year 
thinking he would take over. And I have quickly now been put in the situation where um, I am considering starting him weekly and hoping that that change from Gordon to Williams happens sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not feeling great. But that, yeah. Yeah. And And Kyle Schroeder's team is just uh, pretty good. Let's just move on from him. He's stacked. He's looking great. Second matchup with, I think, your number one power-rated team, Andy, um, the three-eyed Raven, 105 over Brian, who scored 86. Good old Team Brian. Can't wait to – can't wait for Brian to actually get last week to choose his team name, so it's just not – no longer Team <laughs> Brian. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, Andy's team is very good. Uh, I think he underperformed. Uh, but even underperforming, you know, he, he, he still pulled out a win. So um, – I am like kind of a little concerned. I mean, maybe not concerned, but maybe I shouldn't be about like, I think so Mark Ingram, sorry, a little bit off, but like Mark Ingram, there's always like, okay, when is he going to fall off a cliff? He kept on having really good seasons year after year. And now like, I think that with Aaron Rodgers, like last year, he was just amazing. I think he statistically, he's going to regress this year, which is going to impact Devontae Adams, but Ooh. I don't know. Is Devontae Adams still going to have like their season or is Aaron Rodgers going to fall off a cliff this year? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I, I, it's just hard to see Andy with Adams, Hopkins, and Jefferson, all three who I think no matter what are safe to be top 10, top 12 wide receivers. Like it's just hard to see him not having one of the best one or two records in the league when it's all said and done, just because on any given week, you know, one or two of them is bound to, to have great games. And then he's, you know, he's got Kyle. I mean, it's just, we all knew this coming into a draft. We, the only kind of hope here is, is that someone catches them in the playoffs or some injuries, but we don't root for injuries. Well, no, we're not here. No, not this podcast. And I think Barkley is, I, I knew it was going to be a big risk, him taking him. Um, yeah. He's going to be fine, but. He'll be great. On Brian's team, they had a, a pretty rough showing. Luckily, he had Mahomes, who who really carried the weight there. I think he's got some things to be concerned about. I'm concerned about Elliott for the year, just as a whole. Not that he's going to like be completely off. And then I was not really keen on Julio Jones coming in, and it's not encouraging to see, you know, his week one performance. Plus, Moster just went down. So he – you know, he got hit pretty hard in week one with some bad play and, and injury bug. Do you, what are you thinking about him going forward? Well, I should have warned him about Raheem Mostert. I, I, I had him last year and he's the best running back. Well, maybe not the best running back, but he's like top 10 running back when he's on the field, but he just doesn't play ever. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he has some concern. I still think he has a pretty good, I think he still has some good depth. Damian Harris and Naheem Hines, he could, he could plug in for his his flex. So I still like his starting lineup. I think he'll he'll be he'll be playing for a playoff spot. That's my guess by the end of the year. Tyler Boyd is pretty good. Oh. Third matchup, Limp Noodle, Nick coming out strong this year. 122 points over Evan, the Tuna Boys, 114. Just a pretty strong showing by both teams. I like both rosters. I, I don't have too much to say. Um Adam Thielen, I, I would just say, is kind of the – and Debo Samuel are two 
um, kind of flags I have on, on Nick's team is like, is that sustainable or did he, you know, is that the best game that we're going to see from both of those players for the rest of the year? It might be. And if that's the case, um, I just think he's going to have some tough start sit decisions every week because he's got some decent bench players as well. And so he might be one of those teams that just every week is, you know, hoping he starts the right one. I remember Kyle Schroeder was like that last year where he always seemed to accidentally start the wrong, the wrong player. <laughs> Um, well, and then and then uh, Tyler Lockett. I, I don't know if he's back this year. Like he was, I don't know. Maybe it was two years ago or three years ago. He was like super good, but then like DK Metcalf seemed to take over yeah. as the number one. But now Tyler Lockett had a stellar uh, week one. So we'll know. I don't know about. Yeah, on Evan's side, I mean, he's he had some folks who didn't obviously perform as great as they could have. I mean, you were hoping for probably a little bit more, obviously out of Diggs and, and AJ Brown. Um, but I think he's in good shape. I think if he keeps, again, his team keeps performance, going to be pretty consistent throughout the year. I still have a, the same similar concern about Robert Tonyan. I think, I think his touchdown percentage was unsustainably high last year. So I think he yeah. should probably look for a more stable tight end. That's just my... Chubby DJs, Joe, 139 over Solitude E minor with 99 points. Shellacken, um, I mean, you you rocked. Every player except for your defense scored in double digits. Jalen Hurts looks like he's on pace to be a top five quarterback if he continues to get those rushing numbers. Joe Mixon got 30-plus touches. He stays healthy. Yeah, you've got a nice you got a nice roster. You've you got to be feeling pretty good about how, how it turned out, right? I feel great. I feel great, Don. Thank you. Um, uh, okay, so <laughs> pride comes before the fall, though. Um, so the the one thing that I I'm concerned about, um, and I think that like people like Christian McCaffrey are are the teams that have people like him, is that I feel like if let's say Travis Kelsey goes down, my projected points per week goes down by ten essentially you know like it's like yeah yeah um i have such huge stock in my tight end um that i think that that's probably the biggest risk for me is him um uh, i mean joe mixon health as well and cam hurts keep it up as well but yeah i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna humor you right if that's your biggest problem is you're concerned that you have travis kelsey who may get hurt i'm gonna say that you're <laughs> we're just gonna move on to Jordan, I, ew, what are you going to do, you know, with some of the things? James Robinson looking pretty sketchy now. Is it – was it just a problem with the game? Is yeah. Urban Meyer a problem as a coach? Is Carlos Hyde going to get more touches? Just a mess right there. But I think it's kind of a wait and see. Uh, otherwise, just folks didn't do so hot. I mean, the other one, Ryan Tannehill, I, you, you expect more from him going forward. I expect a bounce back against Seattle this week. I think he'll be okay. I'm not in love with his bench, but he's got some high upside players and some players that he could spot start. So, yeah, I'm interested in seeing how the Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift kind of uh, plays out in the future. But, and lastly, Kyle Bash, the reigning champion, picks up where he left off, beating Tim 107 to 85. We'll talk first about Tim's team, and then we'll use Kyle's team to parlay into our first discussion question. 
Well, we've already kind of talked about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, had, a, had a nice 1.32, a balmy, if you will, 1.32 points. Um, I mean, that that basically did him nope. in. Um, I mean, Chase Edmonds, it was, I don't know, is encouraging to see that he was used quite a bit. We didn't know kind of uh, him and James Conner, how that would work out. But it seems like uh, Chase Edmonds is going to get enough touches to be startable this year um so yeah i don't know nice find for devonta smith i mean good good draft pick. it looks like he's gonna be legitimate so i think going forward you know you probably weekly you're gonna be looking to start keenan allen and devonta smith which then gives you options and flex you'll have claypool you've got cole beasley jd mckissick waddle all sorts of folks that you'll be able to kind of put in based on the matchup so i think get enough pieces where every week i think it's going to look Look like you've got a shot. There's no real glaring weakness here still, despite the quarterback position. I wouldn't freak out yet. Um, and I remember in the draft, I said, why didn't, why wasn't Devin Singletary drafted? Um, and people were like, well, Zach Moss, that's his backfield. And it was a surprise, like scratch. He was a healthy scratcher. At least, I don't know. And Devin Singletary led the backfield. I don't know. It was, and no one really <laughs> knew at that time, but it was interesting. That, yeah. that I still don't think you want any running back on the bills, bills. even if you are the starting running back it's it's so tough they throw so much kyle bash Uh, what are we going to do with you Mm. you started off the week with massive performances from amari cooper and dak prescott on thursday night football which gave you a nice comfortable comfortable lead and i'm i'm going to take the assumption joe that (laughs) because of that there was a conscious decision made that, hey, I would rather have an extra bench player, someone sitting there that may break out, than to roster a defense and play one. Hmm. What, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Did he break any rules? I would say no, not yet, because our rules are kind of loosey-goosey. Um, was it strategic? Do you feel – was it strategic? Was it um, – and not in the spirit of the league? I think it was strategic. I don't know. At the time, I was like, oh, that's an interesting play. He probably doesn't want to take a risk of like, uh, I don't know. I didn't really, honestly, I did not think about the, oh, just rostering another bench spot to that someone who could break out. But I don't know. This, it's, and it's interesting because I was like, yeah, is it in the quote unquote spirit of fancy football to like not roster? Or like not play in every single spot. I don't know. Well, well, no one's no one has complained. So let me just put that forward. It, um, but what it does just raise to me, and then we can either if if people message me after this and say, yeah, we need a poll question, or if everyone's just fine with how it is, um, let me know. But the the poll question that will definitely be at least asked in the off season will be: should it be, should you be required every week? to play a full lineup of active players. And that would just mean you have to have someone in every slot and it can't be someone who's either out or an IR. Um, you had an interesting take on why, why there, there may be a reason not to, but let me first say the reason I think there should be is that the, the, the reason for it is one, you can argue it's just in the spirit of our league. If we, this is what our roster lineups are, that you should, you should have to play someone. The other um, 
I don't know if there's another reason for it. I had another reason for it. Thank you. <laughs> Tanking. Yeah, I think it sets a bad, it sets a precedence that's like if you, someone's allowed to kind of take out certain positions, you know, onesie twosies here, like when the end of the year comes, like what's to what what what's to say it's not okay for someone to just take everybody out and just say, no, I'm just gonna take L's um from here on out so I can get better traffic. I don't I don't think that's what Kyle Bash obviously was trying no, no, was doing no. here by any means, but as people get to thinking about tanking, if they see that you know, this was, this is something that's allowed. It's hard to say, well, you're not allowed to do that either. So well, then, that's kind of a reason for it, but yeah, go ahead. So, so I was just thinking even tanking. So just like, I, like, I don't think Kyle bashed anything like wrong by any means. I, I don't think it's like, um, okay. He did for strategy and, uh, but it, it just like, it, it, it kind of compels the question, right? Like that's kind of what we're talking about is like, well, this has maybe implications on other things other than just this past week. Um, I, about the tanking thing, but like, even if you tank, you still like how we have our league, you have to like uh, be good to get a higher draft pick, right? Like, so like, even if you tank to go to the consoli con consolidation, consolidation? Constellation. Constellation bracket. Yeah. Even if you tank to go there, like you still want to have a good roster to win that bracket. But tanking in our league, at least the way it kind of looked like last year, was less necessarily about like really trying to lose and more about just gathering draft picks. So we, you oh, know, folks started to like, you know, sell off pieces to, to get future draft picks or better draft picks in the future um, and weren't so concerned, I guess, about am I going to get pick one versus pick four in the console, you know? So you had an interesting point though, real quickly. We're, we do nothing quickly. Let's just be real. We're probably already yeah, past yeah, the yeah. 20 minute mark. We're, we're past the 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had an interesting kind of strategic take on why it might be okay to yeah. continue to allow what Kyle did and, and expand on that. Well, I was just like thinking that let's say, and this is very rare that maybe this would happen, but um let's say someone is up 103 to like 102.9, right? And then the team who has 103 is up by 0.1 points and the only player left is the Monday night defense or one of the Monday night defenses. Like, should that be a strategic thing to be like, well, I don't want to risk my defense getting negative one, so let me just bench my defense. I would lean towards saying, yes, you can do that. But... I, I, again, I, I think it would just needs to be put to a vote. Does do our, I don't know, or does it, can you, do you have to at least roster, right? Roster a defense, even if you don't play a defense or is it, is the main, is the main problem you're not like putting them in or is the main problem like, Hey, you're kind of hacking, not hacking, but like you're able to get another bench spot because you don't need to play a defense next week. I don't know. I'll just, and I think that's a as an interesting counterpoint to, to put out there because it adds an element of strategy. My thought is just as I just think about it more and more is we've set the lineup, we've agreed as an elite that the lineup has quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex, defense. You gotta play one in each in, in each slot every week. And the risk of a of a of a clunker or a, a negative point thing is is just something you have to you have to take. Sure. 
That's, so curious what the league thinks about that. Um, if fo folks kind of lean one way or the other or really bothered by this and want to get ahead of this, let us know. We can do an in-season poll. Just remember, for any rule change to take effect in the middle of the year, it has to be 100% consensus. Otherwise, we'll, we'll can also vote on it after the season. And those that's just majority, six, six to four at least, to yep. make the rule change. Do you want to do my uh, discussion question or do you just want to move on to the... <laughs> We are like probably 25 minutes. That's what I'm right. <laughs> let's okay. let's do the dis no. Let's do the discussion question because I I don't we're not gonna we're really not gonna dive deep into the the future matchup. So yeah okay yeah that's true. We're just gonna like throw a dart basically. Um so my question was uh, about backup running backs because um that's a stimulating conversation for fantasy football. Um but like how do people value backup running backs and does it matter if you own the, the primary running back so for example i have Kenyon drake on my bench um and actually josh jacobs is out i think or he's projected to be out this week, right so which kind of changes some things about this question but in general maybe i value Kenyon drake as I don't know, five, let's just five units, whatever value you want to, but whoever has Josh Jacobs, which I think is um, Kyle S, Kyle Schrodem, Schrodem, um, should he value Kenyon Drake as a six because he has Josh Jacobs? So like, is that like something that is rightfully valued differently depending on if you have the primary running back or does it not matter? And I would, I think my initial stance is it not, and not that it should, but it might. So for me, the majority of the time, I I don't value the handcuff of, of like someone that I have. So like most times I would not value like AJ Dillon, you know, I have Aaron Jones um, higher because I have Aaron Jones. Um, but my philosophy, and this is stemming from my philosophy, which is I actually... I usually prefer to, to roster uh, backup running backs that I don't have the starter for. And the reason I like to do that is I like just, you know, it's, it's a minuscule percentage chance, but in the off chance that I, the starter of, I'm just going to make up this. Let's say I had, a, let's say I had Elijah Mitchell. I don't um, on my roster. I, I kept him, I, but I didn't have Mostert, which I don't. Um, that opens as a scenario for like most to get hurt. And now I can still play Aaron Jones and Mitchell. So I have two starters as opposed to rostering your handcuff. Yes. You lock up a team's backfield potentially, uh -huh. you know, at least the first two starters. So like I have Jones and, and Dylan. So that's nice. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm giving up a bench spot for basically the rest of the season. Yeah. And if some people may like, so I think it's really, it, it, it's going to depend on the owner. Do they like having the security of I've locked up a roster spot of, you know, starting thing um, or, which is not really typically what I do. I did it this year. So I'm like, kind of, it's kind of a little different or do people feel more like me? And it's just like, well, I, I like, I, I mean, I like backup running backs in general, you know, certain ones so that I have a chance for them to start type of a deal. Um, so no, I just have, I I just have right now, like, that's a good point. Cause I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Cause right now, am I going to take Chubb Mixon, or David Montgomery out of my lineup? Like, no, 
But like I have Kenyon Drake, who is for sure startable this upcoming Sunday. I have Mike Davis, who is startable. So I was just like, well, should I be trying to find a trade in Kenyon Drake? And then would if I should trade with the person who owns Josh Jacobs, is that a better strategy? Because will that person value Kenyon Drake more, especially now that Josh Jacobs is out? I don't know. I guess that's just, yeah, dependent. Kyle, I sorry, you can offer me trade if you want. I think closer to fantasy playoffs, I think sure. the value of the handcuff does go up. So if you're looking like you're going to be in the playoffs, it I think there's value if you really like a backfield of having the handcuff so you don't find yourself in a position where you lose a starter and you don't have a good replacement. So that's where, in your case, that's where I think the value does go up and you probably can you know, if you, you own someone else's backup running back, I think you could probably and rightfully get more from it if you're trading it to someone who who may need it for the playoffs. Yep. Good discussion. Go to the predictions? Let's do it. First one we'll talk about or just briefly go through is Jordan versus Evan, both 0-1, looking to bounce back. Yeah, I'm thinking this is Evans, Evans week to win. I like the starters that he has. The only one that I probably would keep an eye on and think about is, is Tyson Williams versus Kareem Hunt. Is the game going to get out of control against Houston? Um, and is Hunt, you know, going to, going to really get the workload that he needs or not? I'm not sure. Whereas I think Tyson Williams will get at least a fair opportunity, uh, at least a dozen or more opportunities to touch the ball, maybe even 15 touches against Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't have a great defense. So that's the one thing that I would be thinking about. Yeah, I think um, I'll probably go with Evan as well. Um, I don't have much more to add. I think Rob Gronkowski is going to not catch two touchdowns a game. Uh, I know that's a, that's a bold prediction, but um, I think that's going to happen. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I would think there might be someone better than Ryan Tannehill on the waivers, but I guess I haven't looked. But just um, for Jordan, maybe to search the waiver wire for another QB. He, he could, but you see this in the NFL all the time where a team just lays an egg and everyone gets really down on them, and then we forget that these guys – aren't really that bad. They've got a lot of pride. And the next week they like want, they come out and they're like, Oh wow. And I could definitely see that happening with a lot of the Titans, like coming against Seattle. Everyone's high on Seattle. Everyone's really low on Tennessee. And they're like, Oh, wasting it. Tennessee actually does have a good offense. still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I, yeah. I, I could see a, a big bounce back there. So I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably ride with him another week. Next matchup, Tim's Fortnite or unfortunate versus Nick. Um, Nick got an early three, three at love start with the Washington defense. <laughs> but there's yeah, football. I, I'm just writing Aaron Rodgers this week. So I'm going to go with Tim. I just think this is again, a, another classic bounce back. I could be completely wrong. He comes out 200 and, you know, he's super efficient, 290 yards, three to four touchdowns and just carries, carries Tim this week. Yeah. I'm going to be boring him. I'm doing Tim as well. I just think it, uh, yeah, I just like his roster better. And with that three, that three-er on Thursday night for Nick. Austin, Austin Hooper, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, I mean, he's 
he was really good on Atlanta. That's who he was on, right? But he, it just he was. hasn't kind of come to – yeah, he hasn't been so good on Cleveland, I don't think. For Tim, there's a couple folks on, on Tim's bench that are projected lower than folks he has in his lineup that I would I would start. I would have a hard time like sitting Elijah. I, over Fournette, I mean, I would be starting Elijah Mitchell. I mean, this is – if there's a time to, like, you know, you, you spent up to get Mitchell – to, to start him and you think he's going to have a good workload, I'd go for it. And same thing is, I just think Tavonta Smith is, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just irrationally high on him from week one and, and what I just think of him. I would, I'd lean him over Claypool going into this week, but I'll be curious to see, um, you know, he's got folks in there right now, but I, those are two that I would, I would flop um, going into the weekend. Yep. Let's talk about Team Brian versus your chubby DJs. Chubby DJs. It's hard to – there's a path, obviously, for, for Brian, but I, I – mean, Joe's, Joe's running backs are so strong that I, I'm, I'm going to predict that you're going you're gonna to pull this one out as, again with Chubb, Nixon, and Montgomery leading the way. Yes. I actually um, – I, I don't know, just because um, – if I am, if I'm right, I'm happy. I'm right, and if I'm wrong, then I win. I might just go with Brian. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott won't score three points a game. Sure, I think he'll have a bounce back week. Um, but I don't know. I about the does he start Damian Harris or um, I don't know. I would yeah. think, but I know it's kind of weird. But I would maybe start Naheem Hines Oof. over Damian Harris possibly. I. I think it's hard to, to say that the, the Patriots are projected to to beat the Jets, even though it is on the road. I think by I think the spread was like six points. So in those types of when you see those types of lines, you you think a positive game script for New England. They're going to be up. They're going to run the ball more. They ran the ball out week one. I think it's I, I, I don't think you can sit Harris um, just based on those projections. Um, yeah, that's true. Just yeah. quite yet. Um, fourth matchup. Kyle Schrodem versus Hughes Henry. This is the way. Kyle Bash's team, two one and zero teams, two pretty good teams. What are you thinking this week? I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to like say that Andy or Kyle Schroeder is going to lose each week. Like I think it would it would it would take a lot for me to um, predict against them. So I don't. Know. I'm just going to go with uh, Kyle Schroeder this week. Just solid all the way around. I, I have to agree with you, but I think Kyle Bash has has a great shot this week. There's just you know, the Chargers game is predicted to have a ton of points. So the, the Prescott Cooper uh, stack could be amazing. I, I think Henry, again, he's another I'm, I'm high on all Titans this week. I just think they're going to be able to bounce back. Henry could have a, a big game. Not super great high on, on Mike Evans as his second wide receiver. So that's probably the one weak spot. But everything else, I mean, he's got the best defense probably this week, Browns against Houston. It could be a, like a shootout, but I, I think that he's got a great shot of, of beating Kyle's team. Kyle. And who knows if Tyler Lockett is going to lay an egg. So I, I think yeah. I read a stat last yeah. season. And Tyler Lockett had like so many, like the largest percentage of his points came in like two or three games last year. Yeah. And so, who knows? 
And lastly, the number one power rated team versus the number 10 power rated team, the three-eyed Raven versus the tufted mazurkas from Yurka. Right now, right now, just just look here. Look, projected total because of McLaurin. 110.4 for Andy. 110.5. You're saying there's a chance. What's my path? What's my path to, to victory here if there is one? Devontae Williams. Falls into the end zone. Um, so Melvin Gordon doesn't get the goal line touch. Um, Aaron Jones actually comes back and he does things. Um, I don't know. How what is Jacoby Myers? What did what did he do last? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. He had nine targets. That was pretty good. Yeah, he got he got some targets. Do you where who what would you start in my flex? There's Jacoby Myers, there's Ayuk, who is I'm not starting him. Sorry. You can't start uh, him. No. Chenault, James White. Those are the yeah, other two. I, I think Jacoby. I mean, yeah, yeah. Huh? Who, who's the who's the Jaguars quarterback? Trevor Lawrence, number one pick in the draft. I, I don't pay attention. Kind of like a big deal. I I think Literally. my path is I need everybody who sucked to bounce back, and I need some touchdown luck. So I do need things like I need like Aaron Jones to get like two touchdowns. I need Jacoby Myers to to get a touchdown, even if he's got like four for 44 yards. I need that touchdown. I, I think that's my path, because when it comes to just total yardage, I think I'm just going to get destroyed by by Andy's yeah. players. And I just need to hope that they score less significantly less touchdowns than what my players do. But I, I, I find it. I mean, I think it was the right call for sure, especially in retrospect. but. It was a, it's kind of a bold-ish move to like bench Saquon Barkley, but I think it's the right move because he's still not all the way back. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, he's got options. So yeah, yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for this um, twenty-minute-ish podcast. And no, I think we kept it under. Actually, I'm gonna say that we kept it under. Sure. <laughs> all right, well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, it's got like probably gonna come out on Saturdays. Uh, going forward just tough for us to connect during the week so um just know you're not going to get that award-winning advice for thursday night football that you guys Uh, usually rely on but all right take care and we will talk to everybody next week bye